Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Health, health, wellness, wellness and, fitness. and fitness. Five days a week. Lung cancer in women does differ from lung cancer in men in so many ways. And despite those obvious differences, we tend to lump them together when we're talking about this. And my guest today is Harold P. Wimmer. He's the national president and CEO of the American Lung Association, our great friends here at Radio MD. Welcome to the show, Harold. So let's talk about the difference between lung cancer in men and women. Nobody wants to hear that dreaded diagnosis. But how does it differ in men and women? Well, Melanie, first, uh, thanks for uh, inviting me to be a part of your show. And, you know, you might be surprised to learn that lung cancer is actually the leading cancer killer of both women and men and killing almost twice as many women as any other cancer. And really, the truth is that anyone can get lung cancer. While when, when, when you think of lung cancer, most people believe that smoking is the leading risk factor, but there's actually other risk factors that are tied to lung cancer cancer, including uh, air pollution, radon gas, asbestos, exposure to secondhand smoke, or there can even be genetic factors uh, that, that lead an individual to, to get lung cancer. Um, but if an individual is a current or former smoker, we truly encourage uh, those individuals to talk to their health care provider about their risk and about lung cancer screening options that are available now. I'd like to talk about lung cancer screening, too, in a minute, but we're even learning a little bit about estrogen and its role in the development and progression of lung cancer. And, and Harold, we do shows here at Radio MD for City of Hope Cancer Center, for so many cancer centers. So we learn about these things, and lung cancer symptoms tend to be so quiet. You think coughing, coughing blood, people have, you know, different pains and whatever, but that's not always the case, and certainly not with women, yes? Yeah, that's correct. And really, you know, the startling truth is that on average, close to half of all women who are diagnosed with lung cancer will not survive more than one year. And yet only 1% of women uh, cite that lung cancer is on top of mind as a cancer concern for themselves. And and really, you know, I, we, we believe that one reason that lung cancer is so deadly is because it's usually not found until it's spread and it's really more difficult to treat then. Uh, that's why it's really important that we establish greater awareness about lung cancer and about improved screening options that are available for individuals. So these are all important steps uh, around early detection, which can really help save lives because currently the five-year survival rate for someone who's diagnosed with lung cancer uh, is only about 17%. And, and the reason for that is because it's when it's detected, it's typically in stage four, which makes it very difficult to treat at that point. So the earlier we can get lung cancer detected, uh, the better the treatment options and the prognosis are. Uh, so, so to really help make sure that everyone is aware of the risk of lung cancer, the American Lung Association has launched Lung Force, which is a new movement to really help rally everyone to raise their voices and to make lung cancer a public health priority. Uh, our organization is really aiming to put the spotlight on lung cancer and to make sure that it's a cause that people care about uh, helping to drive policy changes, and also to really advocate for an increase in research funding, which we feel will uh, eventually 
help save more more lives, which is really key to uh, to all of our work. So, Harold, we mentioned lung cancer screening. Tell us about the screening and who is eligible for that. Because if you go and ask your doctor, I would like to be lung cancer screened, I smoked 25 years ago, and your doctor says, well, you're not eligible or insurance won't pay for it. Tell us about the screening and, and, and how, how you can get that. Well, you know, currently a screening is really aimed at individuals who are in what we're calling to be a high-risk category. So these are individuals who've had, who are current smokers or who have had a long history of smoking. And it's really important that individuals who meet these criteria, and you can find the criteria on our, on our lung.org website, uh, but those individuals who have that type of smoking history are ones that are at a higher risk. And, you know, it's really important that they have this conversation with their health care professional because CT screening, which is the early diagnosis screening format, it is available and uh, most insurance companies uh, cover the cost for uh, CT screening for individuals who meet these high-risk criteria. So we're really advocating that individuals who meet this criteria, and the American Lung Association estimates that about 40 million Americans meet this criteria. So, you know, there's a large population base that we're really recommending talk to their physicians about early detection screening. And, you know, and, and the studies are finding that through early detection screening, we can dramatically reduce the lung cancer death rate. So our organization, along with other uh, health organizations, are, are really advocating that CT screening be used uh, in, in these population groups. So they they generally say that it's 30-pack years. So that means, what, a pack a day for 30 years. If you're somebody that smoked a pack a day for 30 years or a half a pack a day for 60 years, something like that, right? Correct. Or, you know, you could use the formula the other way, you know, going back there, a two-pack a day smoker. Then it's a 15-year thing. Right, right. It it took me a long time to figure that out. Out, Harold, right. I'm, and I, and I talked to a lot of docs, and I, I finally understand that now. I don't know why that was so hard for me to get in my brain there, but so that's really important. And I mentioned earlier estrogen, and we know estrogen grows things, and women worry about postmenopausal estrogen replacement and things. And there's some controversy in the research about whether estrogen contributes to lung cancer, doesn't contribute to it. So women don't know what the heck to believe. Has your research shown anything about estrogen? and its role or contribution or helping in the lung cancer world? You know, that, that's really a good question. And the American Lung Association, through our new research awards program, we're really focusing in on the differences, on the gender differences uh, between men and women in terms of their lung cancer risk, uh, diagnosis, and, and also treatment. So, we are really doubling the amount of dollars that we're putting into research to really focus in on on those questions. So it's still early to say specifically, you know, in terms of what those differences are and how they should be treated thus. So, you know, that's an area that, that we're working on right now, Melanie. 
I think that that's really important. I'm so glad that you're working on that. And as the national president, wow, that's a big job that you've got, the national president and CEO of the American Lung Association. Tell the listeners in the last minute here what you really want them to know, Harold, what the most important information from the American Lung Association is and where they can go for more information. Sure. Well, the, you know, the American Lung Association, through our new Lung Force Initiative, is really working to help raise awareness about lung cancer. You know, we, we feel that it's critical, number one, to raise the awareness level, because, you know, like we talked about uh, earlier, only 1% of women really, really understood lung cancer to be a, 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 a major public health threat. Uh, so we need to build the awareness uh, secondly, the American Lung Association needs to address the stigma around lung cancer because anyone can get lung cancer. I mean, it's just not a smoker's disease. But no. on the other side of that, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we only have anyone, about ten seconds here. Okay, so so anyone who gets lung cancer, the American Lung Association is here to help them, and and we really ask that people go to our website, lung.org, and look at our lung cancer resources. And, uh, you know, please also give us a call. We have a lung cancer helpline uh, that, that is operated by the Lung Association. Thank you so much, Harold, for being with us. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well.